You have entered the place of no return. This is our new Twilight Zone podcast. We're going to watch every episode of this new Twilight Zone. Oh, I can't wait. I'm sad that there's probably only going to be like 10 episodes, I bet. That's good. I don't want to do it for a whole year. (laughs) You don't want to do it the whole year? No, that's too much. No, they're definitely playing. I assume they were going to play more like Black Mirror style where there's, yeah, it's a very limited series. I hope so. Mm -hmm. But with the production value they had in the first one, I was like, there's no way they could do like a 30 episode season. It's too good. (laughs) Well, red cameras look really nice nowadays. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) It's like you can get a lot with a little. Like you can like skip on like lighting and stuff with red cameras. And, uh, stuff you can do in the editing room but before we get to the episode which is the comedian it's free on youtube if you want to watch it don't even need cbs all access what andy got for us mm-hmm. which is it's great. on youtube yeah the first episode's on youtube oh just they, the first they tease you into it yeah, yeah they want <laughs> first well, taste is free baby you if you're whistle. gonna start with something good it's good i gotta ask you guys a question ask away what makes a twilight zone episode a twilight zone episode Oof, that's an andy molden hour question it's gotta have what rob- we got it's it? gotta have robots <laughs> it's gotta mess with time uh-huh no i think like in general the twilight zone is a dimension you enter when is something it, weird is it starts an alternate to reality it is an Sometimes, alternate reality yeah. in some or in is some it ways. is it like or is it all it's an alternate reality does it always start it's in the an present? alternate opportunity for a person does it always start in the present and then move into the twilight zone or are we you in the Twilight know, Zone? From you the don't ever of the know episode? that you're entering the Twilight Zone. Okay. The person's not aware. And you don't, so and you don't like necessarily a... always leave the Twilight Zone either. Right. So it's like a you, you can just the boundaries fall into in the it. Twilight Zone. It's like a it's an unseen pit that you can just fall into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's reality bending. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I fair to say that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a place that you go to when mysterious things happen. Yes. And that's like I, the I only like, real way to describe it. I feel like there's some sort of part of the show where they explain, you know, what is the what Twilight? the Twilight Zone is. Yeah, almost like an introduction. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of one's fears and the summit of one's knowledge. You are now traveling through a dimension of imagination. You just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. This new Twilight Zone introduction is awesome. It's so good. It's it awesome. so good. Yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah. so strong. It, it's real good. It's good. It's, I mean, all, it's, it's the classic song with Rod Sterling in it. It's, right. But it's like done to and a nice degree. it's the classic degree. intro, but yeah, with modern it looks visual awesome. effects. And it and looks so good. And especially like the last shot of the eyeball and you zoom yes. into the iris. looks yes. so cool. Oh, You're man. like, okay, that's where the Twilight Zone is. It's in your... It's, it's in, in, your, your, in your eyeball. It's in the mind's eye. Yeah. Right there. So I'm guess what I'm trying to lean you towards is what separates from like a horror mo- like franchise or like a suspense because it kind of like will do whatever it wants to right mm-hmm. yeah it's an amalgam of of that it can go to sci-fi to horror yeah to it's, thriller. it's kind of hard to say because yeah. it's it encompasses it's, all those it's, things it's only exist in the the realm of like anthology TV of the 50s like the yeah. playhouse like theater TV. Like, even like the radio dramas before that even where it kind of comes from so but it doesn't use the realm of comedy ever but this one does. That's it's also there are some funny no there are some funny there episodes are funny episodes. there are funny episodes I know that what's an example of one I mean there's a bunch of goofy ones yeah. out there mm-hmm. with well, robots are, are being they, strange are, are, like, they, are they goofy because of like the effects no they know or they're, they're goofy and they're intentionally they being know they're funny? clunky okay yeah 
there I would say there's probably a solid like five or six episodes in the original series that are legitimately like meant to be funny. Not that they are funny, but they're meant to be funny. I would also say the dialogue is super important to a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. They rely so much on the spoken word of telling the story. There's not as much visually done. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying their thoughts, communicating out loud. I feel like that's also it's almost understanding. Like stage yeah, understanding what television is. I was say that come. I assume that kind of even comes out of the limitations of television from the original run, where you couldn't have visual effects portraying necessarily everything that was happening. So it's easier to have them. Characters essentially use exposition to. Yes, characters are vocalizing their yeah what they're feeling. A but lot. you're right; that is absolutely, I feel like, part of the aesthetic of the show because of it. Like I said, there's a good number of episodes that have to do with robots taking over people. I can't lives. wait for the new seasons to get to robots. There has there's episodes that have to do with characters either becoming really small. The devil shows really up a couple big. times. Yep, the devil plays or a huge demon part shows in up there. Sometimes. Aliens are a huge, yeah, huge that portion. Is, that is true of Twilight Zone paradoxes are a huge portion i like um, the, the shamalan twist kind of episodes where like you think something is good when it's bad the mm-hmm. whole time and they just it, they reframe it and that's the surprise so you're yeah like, you don't oh. know if you're gonna get a good ending or a bad ending yes yep mm-hmm. and sometimes there's a bad ending for a, a character but it ends up being a good ending overall yeah which mm-hmm. is kind of what this one is mm-hmm. right sacrifice mm-hmm um yeah like like flipping the the thing on its head like there's one episode in the original series where a girl lives in a world where global warming or climate change actually is happening and like it's oh what a make-believe place that is (laughs) Jeez, give me something i can believe in oh and she lives in liberal media (laughs) at it again she lives in this world where it's way too hot and no one can ever really be outside uh, and people are dying but then in in her actual reality she was just dreaming about that because she actually lives in a world that's way too cold i do i know which episode you're talking about (laughs) yeah yep so the show plays with perception a lot too Mm -hmm. and what you think like a little kid having powers or having strength is something like that is a theme that runs through a couple episodes and it's just toying with your expectations mm-hmm. i think that's what twilight zone's all about yeah all those things under an yeah. umbrella i don't think you can really always place where the twilight zone is exactly mm-hmm. it's just it it's it's spooky stories it's weird campfire oddities stories and sort of yeah absolutely and they're fun and this first episode was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was I really... Loved it was actually everything why, about it. Why is everybody on the internet hating on it? Just my play, I, yeah. I haven't heard anything. Oh my god. It was I, so good. I was skeptical. Like, the first... I loved it. The first, like... The first 20 minutes or so... I was like, I'm not 100%. Yeah. And then by the time I got to, like, three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, what an episode. Well, so, hold, hold off on spoilers for a quick second. Sure. Just, like, five, ten minutes talk about the... So we will be it. spoiling this, is what we're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every single episode. But if you want just a taste into it, we'll, yeah. we'll give you that, too. Yeah. You, should we do a synopsis? Give me just the premise. Okay. So there's a comedian. He's he's not... Played by Kumail Nanjiani. Yep. Kumail Nanjiani. Hot off the big sick. He's not very good. He doesn't know how to work an audience. Mm-hmm. He meets a famous comedian right. who gives him some advice. With, which is a lot... A lot of classic Twilight Zonies. Yep. He gives him some advice. The guy takes the advice, but eventually realizes There's that ramific- there are some huge consequences. Yeah. Literal, hilar- doing. literal yeah. hilarity ensues. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a fun like romance 
element to this, mm-hmm. which isn't in a ton of Twilight Zone, but it's definitely in the forefront here. It's kind mm-hmm. of all about that in a way. The romance, uh, the relationship? Yeah, yeah relationship, relationship storyline. Okay. It's an, this is an hour long. I don't know if they're all going to be an hour long. I think yeah. they are going to be. It definitely feels like it could have been shorter. So yeah, I'm glad it wasn't. But I'm glad it wasn't too because Mm -hmm. it definitely like I I was like I want to I want to live in the world like like, uh, yes, I shot beautifully. It It is. is. There's off centered cameras angles. The the lighting Um, in this throughout this whole episode was just perfect. Oh, so many scenes that are lit. I mean, there's a a bunch of like teal and orange going on, a bunch of purple and red, and those are like some of the best ones to shoot in. That's one of the reasons I love John Wick so much, because that's the entire movie is like that color palette. Right. And like, they do so much just showing you the aesthetics of this, of the world and the place, and it it all feels really interesting. And it takes place mostly in in this comedy club. Yeah. Yeah. There's really only like three scenes. His, his apartment in the comedy club and then like and the, the, the backstage the comedy the, club which yeah. is also another thing of the twilight zone it's usually like smaller locations mm-hmm. it's not a, a ton of places we go to it's usually mm, right if we get like four that's pretty twilight zone like a yeah. height having four locations right. and this one Ooh. must not have cost very much what do you made of yeah money? <laughs> they're putting money towards you're seeing the money on the camera a lot of extras mm-hmm. a lot of name actors good writing Good writing for yeah, sure. The writing, really the directing. Writing. They're they're putting a lot of money into the actual production mm-hmm. of the thing. Yeah. yeah, and it shows. Yes. All right. So should we like dig into this, oh, or is there more to is talk there, about? Is there more to generalize. Tracy Mo- Tracy Morgan's acting was great and creepy. Okay, let's just go. Let's just start spoiling everything. Yeah. Sure. Let's get into <laughs> it. I mean, we've we've established we all three, the three of us, the only opinions that really matter. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah. The kids of the new Twilight Zone podcast, which are us, yeah. love it. Yeah, so whatever well, whatever up. you're hearing from these Denzians yeah. on that internet, Watch this thing. don't it's listen so to those clouds unless dog. it's these Denzians on this internet. <laughs> listen to these yeah. guys. There'll probably be some duds in there, but I think oh, yeah. people were looking people for People were probably just bad. upset because like us wasn't very good. I, lo- I was, in retrospective, us is incredible. Is it? I like it a lot. We'll have to talk about it. I still haven't seen it, actually. I need to go see it. But after I started to read more about it, I kind of like... I need to read more about it then. Yeah. Because I'm... There are like questions in my mind where I'm like, logically, this doesn't well, make I mean, sense. Yeah, it could so also that, be. Yeah. It might be one of those movies that it is like one you need to watch it, two, it, three times it before you, you really watch, start to but get. But you to have it. to have a suspension of disbelief, hmm. and you have to accept the world you're living in and the story being told without thinking about the reality of the world. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about. Uh, then it starts. Then, yeah, then you start to see the threat. That makes sense because that's kind of how I feel about the uh, get out. The, uh, no, the the quiet, a quiet place. Oh yeah. yeah, that's one where you're like, don't if you think too much about it, yeah. it starts like, how to kind of logistics come apart. Why didn't they just do this? They could have stopped the monsters earlier. But taken on its own at your first viewing, you're just like, oh, what a what an interesting production, <laughs> right? Samir Wasan is an artist of great principle, a man who refuses to compromise his beliefs for a cheap joke. But tonight, he felt the rush of the limelight for the first time. Now. He'll have to decide what really matters to him when the laughter stops and how much he's willing to give to the Twilight Zone. So, the comedian. Yeah. Camille Nanjiani is telling very politically charged jokes. He's telling a Second Amendment joke. Jokes is uh, 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 generous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's barely a joke. They're bombing. They're not good. It's not good whatsoever. So yes. like he's up there at the beginning and he totally bombs. He's yeah, just dying on stage. 
and he gets off stage and there's like two other comedians that yes. like are throughout the episode. There's mm-hmm. this uh young, attractive black woman, and then there's this like like older, kind of like like raunchier. He's already lame. He's like the he's already, already yeah, <laughs> he is already lame, you're right. He's already lame. <laughs> he just like farts into the microphone and everyone laughs. Yeah. yeah. He's funny because he's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. He's what people want. Yes. And so Kamal Nanjiami, he wants to be like a good comedian. He doesn't yeah. want to sacrifice like and and just tell like crappy jokes. Like he wants to tell very intellectual jokes, but he doesn't really understand his audience so yes. much. Yeah. He's at, he's in the wrong place. He's not willing to jokes. compromise his jokes for the sake of winning the audience over. Right. He's like the audience should come to him, not the other way around. And, and all the comedians kind of represent a stereotypical type of comedian mm-hmm. like the girl who always talks about like sex stuff yeah or the guy who just like does fart and shit humor yep right well i said shit because twilight this is what i like about this there's swears there's some cusses yeah, right. there's some swears <laughs> there's some cuss dogs some in this in this show when i heard that i was like oh yeah because it's online yeah. is there an yeah. f-bomb there's at least one s there's there's some shits in there maybe, yeah. maybe yeah, there's, there's some s-bombs bomb. i don't okay. know and so um yeah i i don't know when this happens but pretty early on he runs in this famous comedian uh, comedian yeah it's like jk something or J- it'd, it'd be JC. like running into like uh richard pryor or yeah something. right or george like carlin or chris, something chris yeah. rocks there yeah. yes whatever this super well-known comedian just happens to be at this like club. a legendary yeah legendary comic he, just he hadn't been it. seen for months i guess he'd just been yeah. off the grid yeah yeah and he's like, I saw your act. He's like, oh, man, like, uh, it, it sucked. sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But if you got any notes, like, let me know. Uh-huh. Like, I'd be, I'd be happy to get some feedback. Yeah. And he gives him some notes. Yeah. So he starts to tell him, like, you need to just, like, talk about, like, everyday things. Like, you got to talk it about, like, yeah, make it personal. Talk about yourself. Talk but, about. But be careful when you do, because you give off that part of yourself to the audience. And then it's gone it forever. It's gone forever. <laughs> And they zoom in on him again forever. Oh, it's like straight on his face. And I was like, this is creepy. Yeah. He's like, when you tell them that shit and it gets out there, they take it and then it's gone forever. I'll tell you a secret. Put yourself out there and you will get last. You will be successful. Are you sure? That's what you want? Yes. Now you have to be sure to be sure, because once you put it out there, the audience will take it in. They will connect. And once they connect to it, it's theirs. And once it's theirs, that shit is gone forever. And he's just like, oh, okay, all Tracy right. Morgan. Tracy Morgan was killing <laughs> that so part, man. Great utilization of a Tracy Morgan. It, yes. Yeah. Because he is that guy. Yeah. And he's got some uh, accoutrement that is reminiscent of older Twilight Zones. He's got like a smoker's hat. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing modern clothing. Yeah. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's a throwback. So he tells him that advice, and mm-hmm. then he's like, "The clink glasses." He's like, "And it's like it's signing the deal with the devil." Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, um, I kind of didn't. Boss? I had to rewind it because I was like, "Did they make a deal?" Like they were mm-hmm. kind of speaking like more. They did have like kind of each the other's joke deal language where, where he said like he would straight up give him his dog if he could like make make him funny or like help him out, like which is the first thing to go. Right. So he goes back on stage the next night and he starts with that same second amendment joke. Bombs and just of as course hard. it's terrible. Yeah, it's just no as one bad cares. as it has always no been. Pay attention. And so then he stops it and he's like, "All right, I get it. Like you guys are bored." 
I'm boring. He talks about how his dog just craps everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an he awful to, dog. And people start losing they their eat shit. It up. Yeah. They start going bananas yes. about he, these jokes. They're like mm-hmm. hooting and hollering over him talking about picking up it's his like dog's It's like a pool of crap. piranha that got thrown a pig carcass. Yeah. They yeah. are eating this stuff up. And he's like, my dog pooped on the carpet. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, they start going bananas, and like he again, his jokes are kind of weird. Not they're yeah, not really, they're not really not memorable. Jokes. No, but people are still stuff. going insane, and that's that and was it, one of those... it, it works later yes. on. <laughs> this is one of those parts where at the beginning of this episode, I was like, yeah. "What am I watching?" Well, the people are monsters, but, in but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, it gets you there. The very next thing that happens, he goes home and he's like, "I crushed it to his wife." Like mm-hmm. his wife's sleeping, he's mm-hmm. like, "I crushed it at the comedy club." Like people were like cheering for me, yeah. and like that was the first time it's ever yeah. happened. A it babe was... Indian wife, yeah, who mm-hmm. could kind of care less about what he's saying. Yeah, well, and she, oh, she was like, asleep. I'd, it's like I'd four be in like, the morning yeah, I'd be like, something. "Don't bother me either. Get out of here." <laughs> but he says that the dog's name is Cat, and that was like the premise of the joke. And he's yeah. like, "Where's Cat?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? We don't have a cat." And I was like, "No, the dog Cat." And she she's does, like, she's, uh, yeah. she's like, "We don't have a dog yeah. or a cat. Get out of here." Yeah. And he doesn't quite know what's going on yet. Yeah. No. So he's like, I'm, "So he, the next day he's he like, starts he starts putting up posters for his dog named Cat with his nephew, with his nephew." Devin and his nephew is asking, like, is this part of your act even? Like, why are you putting yeah, like, posters I don't know what you're about talking this dog? About, about this like, dog, he's like, oh, this is a really funny joke that you guys are playing. Yeah, thinks every he thinks the nephew and the yeah. and his his girlfriend are in on this. Like, they're kind of messing with his head, right? About the dog, right? And so then he runs into this uh, that woman comedian, mm-hmm. and she they kind of talk, times. and like he's like, "Oh, this is my they, this is my nephew." They kind of fight a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think there might be something there. She's kind of like really. the hot, like, it's like a playful uh, rivalry yeah. sort of. She's, she's like the she's hot a... comedian at the club. Like she's like yes, like, there's essentially everyone like goes to see her. Like she's really tears. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's on fire, and so like she's like owning yeah. the club. I feel like it's like Artie laying her and then him yes. in terms of he shouldn't even be there. No, he's way below. He's not. Those are only three comedians we see yeah he introduces her to his nephew and you get that he like wants to be a comedian he like starts saying some funny jokes he some roasts about mm-hmm. yeah he roasts his his uh although it's not him. even it's not even his nephew apparently yeah well they're not because they're not married they're just boyfriend girlfriend right not officially and so then he goes back up on stage and he tries to do the second amendment Bombs joke again again no Bom- one cares no, no one cares third time about then this time they're all on their phones though yes yeah the audience uh, the whole audience is on their phone <laughs> he's like should i pull, pull up my phone too yeah and so he's like like my nephew my nephew uh, is always on his phone i have to text him to get him to talk to me and people start they start laughing their shit like again. crazy <laughs> yeah and, and even, even the nephew including the nephew yeah. the nephew's laughing too yeah and so that he's like, he's like, everyone, give it up for my nephew Devin. Yep. And as soon as he says that, he Devin, looks. Devin gone. Devin's not at that table anymore. Devin gone, dog. Yeah, Devin ain't there. And that was he such goes, a creepy moment. He goes mm-hmm. backstage. He's looking for Devin. The comedian who just saw Devin doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. He goes out in the alleyways. No idea what's going on. Devin's not around. There's also another important moment that happens where he takes like a selfie with another group of people. Just like two comedians. Like, that was great. Can I get a photo? Because mm. he brings up later. That's kind of just what he wants is like recognition. Yeah. Like he's like, he wants he's, this to he, happen. And he's starting to collect like Twitter followers or something like that. Yeah. And, like in, in the episode. He's, yeah. He's getting yeah, rewarded for getting rid of the things in his life <laughs> yeah yeah but he still doesn't realize this yeah like, he's, he's looking for Devin, understand. and then he goes home and he he finds out that like his girlfriend is hanging out with her professor yeah her old law school professor her old law school professor mm-hmm. and they're having a glass of wine and they're just talking mm-hmm. 
And he's obviously jealous. Baldy yeah. McMuscle arms. He's very sp- suspicious of of Professor Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Devin is apparently her sister's son. Yeah. So she should know who Devin is. And, and he's mm-hmm. like, have you seen Devin? Like I, he... Devin's like out of his phone contacts even. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can't even like text him. This was the complaint of people online. It's like, why, why doesn't he know what's going on yet? And I was like, they're telling you the story. You have to go along for the ride. It's, it's an like, hour long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, got to unfold. Maybe like, wonder, so why doesn't he understand? Like, if this was happening, like would, you, would you immediately be like, oh, wow, I made him disappear, disappear? from existence? Yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. No. It's never happened in your life before. Why would you figure Why that would out? you go to that first? Yeah, I think the audience like is just trying to they're be just too, too smart with stuff nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I know where this is going, and it's because they're telling you where it's going. How yeah, that, this doesn't make you smart. Yeah, yeah that does mean that's when people like will like attention. they go it's to a, a movie with a movie. the goal of trying to figure out the ending before it happens. And you're like, well, to be, you should be able to figure out the ending yeah. before it happens because that's what filmmaking <laughs> is about setting up that ending. Like that should be, but you're there to see it happen. Yeah. But I, what is and that? And also like the fact that people are disappearing is not the twist or anything. Right. Yeah. Like that's just the storyline. Yeah. Yep. Like the ending is the twist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where he certainly starts kind of sort of putting things together. Not quite. He's like very confused. But because his wife gets real mad because like he's like your sister's kid, yeah. she's like they're a little have a conten- dare you. They have a contentious relationship. Like my sister can't have yeah, kids. Right. You know that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really. Their relationship is already not really working out. Yeah, it doesn't seem great from the get. Yeah. What happens after? So like he's obviously upset that she's well with the professor. She well he confesses about what's going on with him in the comedy club. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's he does. The, he does because they're in the bathroom. Uh, maybe it happens one more time where he gets rid of the fat comedian, and then that scene happens. No, no, no. no it does happen Devin. there because like he's the the professor's trying to like him. butt in. Yeah. yeah, but she believes him and like is going along with that he has this power you have been at this for five years five and i've been very supportive but if you finally found the thing that can help you find your audience how are you not going to throw yourself at that well what about the part where things get erased i thought he just made that list on his own no i remember her helping him yeah the list yeah there's a moment where they're like working together to like remember like people. Who I think you're misremembering it because like she doesn't really well, believe him, but later on like she's giving him like she's she gives him information him stuff. about. Yeah. She's like, oh, but she's not. She's not participating in that process. He was just like, hey, remember people that were shitty to us back in the day? Because he's she, fishing she for helps, information. She helps him come up with people. But to I, get I rid think of. that again, is his first. She, that's his first thing. And he is he hops yeah. on Facebook and he's like, okay, let me look up all the people I didn't like. Right. Maybe I'll talk about them. Maybe I'll get rid of people that do do bad things, basically. I which feel she, like she knows. I don't think, think she because 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 the way the ending works out, which I don't want to get to yet. No, I feel like she has the knowledge of what his power could be because she like goads him. She, yeah, I uh, still, I don't think so. I don't know because she's talking about him being self centered, like he. And I don't know where that kind of came from, but like he keeps making fun of other people, and so I think that's why she thinks he's self-centered. Well, she thinks, yeah, th- she thinks he's just talking down to everybody, so he has a list of people that he's better than, is what she's yelling to oh, him about okay. in the ending. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't think she really totally buys that he has this power. No, I think he, right. was, he was fishing with her. He was sort of like, hey, like looking for. It was more almost like them playing a the game, list. I guess. Yeah, talking about people that they remember being I, crappy. Uh, yeah, I think she was just helping. 
helping to give him like some just reminiscing about like childhood that because yeah. she was actually happy that he was becoming kind of successful successful yeah yeah like his career was kind of like starting to take off mm-hmm. so i think she was helping with that in a way but it ended up not really but yeah so he, he not yeah, really working so he's he started starting to figure out what's going on so yes. this is where his real experiment is to get to make fun of the, the fat, fat comedian the fat jerk comedian who apparently had like drunk drove into a bus stop right near the comedy club and yeah, killed they showed some the people. background they, they mentioned it in the beginning of the oh, episode right. too yeah and had just like gotten acquitted of of like liability mm-hmm. essentially earlier yeah. in the thing and so like it's this contentious like essentially aspect of this comedian so he's like well i hate him anyway let's let's give <laughs> let's, this a let's, try let's get him down because I mean, he, he, he barely does anything he's just like what do we think about this last guy wasn't mm-hmm. he funny and then and they like, start losing their shit again <laughs> and all he had to do like he realizes that all he has to do is just say their name yeah he just has to talk about yeah. something he has and to, people will laugh yeah and it will happen. and it has to be about someone it doesn't mm-hmm. even it doesn't even have to be jokes it just has to yep. be it just has to be references. about something personal yeah right and so, oh, that is his test because he sees the bus stop and it still has the caution tape. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, if like, if I do this. Well, the like, guy is in the back watching it and then he disappears and he notices, hey, that guy's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bus stop represents like, it's like a butterfly effect mm-hmm. where everything that person did is essentially also gone. It's all gone. Which is they, crazy. They, they never existed in the first right. place. Yeah. And he realizes Reality that essentially he, resets. Yep every time he does it right because he runs out and the bus stop has no nothing wrong with it and he's yep. like oh okay because he didn't exist he couldn't have crashed into the bus stop mm-hmm. in the first place so those people that he killed are still alive now so now he's realizing like he has a power for good mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's where he kind of gets this idea of sort of death note style oh like i'll just start erasing shitty people yeah he right ta- he talks about all the times he got bullied he talks about like people who are murderers yep and he just starts wiping these people out of the out of existence. He's like he's he's up at night writing his routines, and it, all his writing of routines is simply just creating essentially like a kill list in this mm-hmm. notebook of people that wronged him right. in the past. And so each night he's like killing it more and more, talking about all these people. And he was going overboard. He was doing like six people a set, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like dude, space, space them out. out. You're running out of people. Space that out. Yeah. I'm like, dude. And he was collecting those. He ended up getting up to like five hundred thousand followers. Mm. And I was. I was have expected some of that audience to die from laughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them fall off, off the yeah, chairs. Yeah, they fall off. The, they're yeah. like gasping for breath mm-hmm. because they can't. Yeah, like, yeah. One person so did hard. fall. Off. Yeah, yeah. I think he kills a couple of them near the end. There, <laughs> those three <laughs> yeah. Wall Street guys. Oh yeah. The other thing that happens is that they there's a huge argument between him and his girlfriend about whether or not her professor is trying to cheat has the hots for yeah whether if he's just being a friend and mentor right and he like he presses it to the point where makes her really angry and Mm -hmm. she she leaves Mm -hmm. so he goes off to do a set but he's in the middle of a set he's trying to do that stupid second amendment it's not working it's not working working. his girlfriend shows up in the back and she sits at a table and so he's on first thing that pops into his head in the middle of the stage he's like i need to talk about this i'm going to talk about this guy yep so he's no longer he's no longer going to exist, the professor. And so he starts doing a joke about like the creepy professor that's trying to date your girlfriend mm-hmm. and and everyone's laughing. Everyone's laughing. Including Even the her, girlfriend. she's yeah. laughing too. Everyone's it's infectious. Laughing. Anyone in that audience. That's part of the, yeah, is, that's part of the power is yeah. that everyone laughs. Yeah. And so this is where he realizes the the ramifications. Yes. So the deep deep ones because they affect him personally really for the first time. Deep. Yeah. So he he nicks the professor completely out of existence, mm-hmm. and then he finishes his set. He goes down, and she and his girlfriend's like, "Well, I got to go to work," 
He's like, what are you talking about? You don't it's work like the middle night of the night. Shifts. Why would you go to what shift are you going to? Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? I got I got to go to work. So he starts following her. He also like makes fun of her. He's like, you don't have to be a lawyer at night or whatever. And, it's like, and she gets mad at him because he thinks that she's teasing him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I didn't ever graduate law school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's very confused. Right. And she walks into a diner where she starts putting on an apron. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, oh, my God. He's Wait, like, I didn't realize this. Like, if there's no mentor, whoever yeah. this mentor guy is, yep. then she never even made it into law school in the first place. And they're yep. having, they're even more fighting because they apparently had gone on vacation, and because he, she never became a lawyer, they never could afford the vacation to like, which was the one that like fixed their relationship. Yeah. So they're yeah. At, they're at essentially like rock bottom when he yeah, comes back yeah. into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. She breaks up with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. She, yeah. She's done. So. Last straw. And now he's like down in the dumps. Yep. He's At the same like time garbage. that he finds out that there's like this this kind of SNL type thing yeah. that's gonna happen. It's weird yep. shoehorny thing in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it feels it's it's a reward for someone to get. But well, I mean, and it is part of the kind of like the, when he goes back to the club right after this, he's sitting at the bar at the club like he is like kind of before and after his acts every night, and then the the lady comedian is there. T- too and he's kind of talking about she's like wow you're really like really successful now you're really blown up and he talks about he's like yeah but like my personal life's falling apart but i guess that's the trade right Mm -hmm. one's gonna be good the other's gotta be shit and that's like and that's so he's kind of stating like that must be just how it is yeah the slimy club owner shows up yes i thought like he was gonna be dead at some point or whatever (laughs) but he's there's so many like representations of stand-up comedy Yep. It's also another complaint of people like not like realizing or they were saying they can't relate to like a stand up comedy like story. Mm-hmm. It's like I, 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 okay. I can kind of see it, I guess. Like yeah. you're not a fan of stand up comedy. Hmm. You don't like watch enough comedians to, like know that backroom stuff. If you're yeah. not into that world, I guess it can be a little confusing. Seemed pretty I straightforward. I mean, if yeah. I saw some characters working at a bank, I wouldn't be like, mm, I, I don't can't really work, relate. Yeah, I don't to work this. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know like. banking. Like the I don't know. Interest? I'm not an accountant. See, I, I was yeah, right. I was trying to enjoy the oh, Meg, and I'm dang. like, but I'm not a marine biologist. I'm not a shark. I thought you were I'm not a shark. That's true. I'm not a shark either. I didn't relate to anything. In that movie, yeah. I couldn't connect. I've never not once seen a megalodon, so I yeah. can't see it. How are you it? supposed to enjoy I'm that? Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> it's frustrating. People, yeah. people will find a gripe in anything. Yeah, it's, it's their right to be angry. Sort of the uh, like the the like a music biopic, any kind of biopic thing. It's like the the the, the labels here in the mm-hmm. audience tonight. Yeah. They're gonna listen to your this the sign in the record. You gotta perform the big Tonight's set the tonight. Big night. Yeah. A lot of pressure on this one. And but it's yeah, yeah but it's, so it's like a scout for this. It's the like, Catalina wine show. mixer. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Lorne Michaels is going to be there that yeah. night or something. But basically. it's kind of like put him in a weird position though, because the opportunity pops up at the time that he's at his lowest yes. too. Like he so doesn't really want it. So that's like, again he's where he's vocalizing. He's vocalizing that like now that he has the success he wants in his career, like he, he has nothing outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he, he essentially wants to give up too. But the female comedians, like, you don't do you that. Better not. You don't, you, yeah. you bring your best stuff because right. I want to beat somebody who brought their best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, you can't phone it in. And now mm-hmm. that and now that the other the the fat guy comedian's gone, she is now like the, <laughs> the top, the, comedian. top, top, top comedian. Like they're both very good now. Apparently. Yeah, he goes on to do his set after she just crushed it. Mm-hmm. And is this where the girlfriend shows up? No, she gets rid of that lady. Well, maybe the girlfriend shows when, up. When does the girlfriend show up with the book? At the very end. At the very end. This is, this is before that. Because, yeah, he, he ends up... It might be one in the same scene. Because he ends up getting rid of 
the the lady comedian. Oh, he does. Yeah. He, he, oh, he, he does because he's, he's he's playing with the fact of whether or not he wants to do it or not. Yeah, and then he just does it. Right. And I think maybe right, right, so. Right. Is the, so the next one is the Wall Street guys. Yes. And that leads into the ending. Yep. Yeah, I kind of. What do you think about him getting rid of the girl, the 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 lady comedian? I think it just showed like his ruthlessness. I guess. Yeah, it was like he had to make the choice of like yeah. was it, was it right to do that or not? And at the same time, I think it was also part of like he didn't want to beat her at this thing, knowing now that it's not really. I guess his jokes essentially. Yeah, it's a, it's fixed. Game anyway. So he was like, it's it easier is. to. It's like it spared him from having to feel guilty about it mm-hmm. by just getting rid of her together. It's so a very selfish. She never thing. existed selfish. to be yeah. to lose that in the first place. Sure. Yes. Sure. It also is a sort of a breaking point for him where he's like, yeah, might as well. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> like, sort there's of, no consequences. Yeah. For, like, and he doesn't really even like me. joke I'm about her. He just says it. like, give it up for. Yep. He just says her name again. It's like it's like You got all it is is the name. Yeah. So then, he, yeah, he does make fun of the Wall Street guys a little bit. Yeah, he gets heckled. He gets he heckled. gets heckled, and then he starts heckling them back. And obviously, he's much funnier because he has a magic magic power. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's mad at them for heckling him in the first place. Yeah. So right. And I know it's like a TV show, but like that audience was mic'd just as good as he was. It's like, I kind of <laughs> yeah. wish there would have been like some screaming onto the stage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like, nah, we'll just re- it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and so then his girl his ex-girlfriend now appears yeah she like like, busts in she's like i found your little book where you write your jokes but apparently it's not jokes they're just people's names yeah Mm -hmm. you're just making fun of people you're just talking down to everybody because you think you're better than everybody else so it's basically like she's been in this diner this in the last week stewing about all this what happened also she she, after he does the wall street guys he just flat out Yells into the audience, "What's your name? Tell me all your names." He's like gonna kill everybody in the yeah, audience. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He just starts. He's like, just like kind of wild with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I think that's too. Yeah, where he realized he's like, oh, like you know, I was making it personal, but like at the very least, I just get a name mm-hmm. and then I can do it. It's gonna go. Have nuts. a good night. Mm-hmm. She goats him into. She wants him to. She wants to him make to say, fun of to make her. fun of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, this, do it. This is gonna be good. They're dying with <laughs> laughter because he's still running, coming off the Wall Street guys. Yeah. And then this is where the ending happens, where mm-hmm. he's like, "You want me to tell you a joke about our relationship?" Like, or mm-hmm. and he like starts naming a bunch of things or describing a person, and then he's like, "That person is myself." Yep. And then he just disappears. He, he says and his own name. And the mic yeah. just like drops. It's a good moment in the, the scene. It goes on for a lot, little bit longer than you're saying. Yeah. But it, it's it does. really nice. It does. It's fun, and fun like everybody's twist. laughing and cracking up. And mm-hmm. and he's already gone. He's He's been yep. gone. And then we go to the backstage of the comedy club. Well, it, and it, everybody's back to normal. Yeah. The, the nephew's back. The yep. other comedians are back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything just reset because it's... It is, it's an existence where he never existed. Yeah, right. So he never got to get rid of those people. Yeah, right. Right, because he doesn't exist anymore. All those people are back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like so cool. <laughs> it's such a cool little bit. Yeah, well, and then the it, whole episode was great. Was it, well, then, very in a very t- fitting Twilight ending. The lady comedian sits down. Yes. Next to she's like, Tracy oh my Morgan. god, you're like you're J.K. The, oh, whatever, you're famous comedian. Yeah. And he's like, he's, yes, I am. She's like. <laughs> If you got any notes, notes, just let me know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he has and a he... line that he said earlier that he repeats here, just to mm-hmm. be like, 
here we go again. Yep. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> and then we get some more Jordan Peele doing his best Rod Sterling outro on that. And it was, I thought yeah. he did a really good job with the, the intro. So outro. Yeah, I liked the, the first one was a little bit funny. Because yeah, he's like just sitting in the living room of the guy's house. I, I, like he I does felt, like an eyebrow. I did feel thing. a little bad too because <laughs> at, at, hearing in my head like Jordan Peele doing a very serious monologue. Yeah, it sounds makes like me a joke. Think of jo- jokes mm-hmm. from Key and Peele. Yeah. and so I'm like, his, you want, I want to laugh. Though because I want of that. to laugh. His, interna- yeah, yeah. his international guy character where yeah. he's like, oh, a continental breakfast. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's kind of how I see this character. Uh, oh, welcome to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Mm. But he's doing it like very straight, but like, you know him as a funny guy. Yeah. So exactly. it's like, it kind of exactly. works. It, exactly. I like it a lot. He's I think a, he's perfect for the He's the got a role. sneaky smile behind that. Yeah. Like, he's like he's happy he knows what he's doing oh yeah oh, it's like course. this is i'm like living a dream dog exactly, the Twilight Zone. exactly. that's so cool <laughs> now was he did he direct any of these not that so we've far seen so far do you write any he, of them he wrote this one i think yeah okay or maybe the second one i was gonna say he's got to have written at least one or two and i hope he gets to direct one or two yeah oh, i bet he did there's gonna be so. a lot of diverse cast a lot of female yes. directors and so i don't know if you guys directors. watched edward yeah when my episode ended i watched like the coming up this season on twilight zone and oh, holy yeah. cow what a list I actually of names. I turned it off after that because I didn't. Oh want to my gosh, it, they did a pretty good job, I think, of not spoiling most of them. But mm-hmm. like, my gosh, yeah, yeah there's an incredible. Like, I saw Adam Scott in the picture for the next. Yeah, one, Adam but. Scott. I mean, John Cho. Kind of think about like what some hidden meanings and things were. Like, what representation is everything? So we have the jokes are essentially about gun control. It's definitely a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was talking about more like uh, under the surface. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think like joking about gun control in America, like people aren't taking it seriously. Well, I think making fun of the audience essentially, where like yeah, like serious commentary as humor wasn't working. They wanted they wanted the they wanted dumb stuff that was nothing mm-hmm. because they that's where at they the end, want to chew like, it up later and straight end, it out. He doesn't even have to tell jokes. He just has to say something that's remote, sort of personal, and they're just losing. They're laughing no matter what, including the people he's making fun of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ever which, all ones which, laughing. You can't. Which I've not heard laugh. over and over again is why Steve Martin quit comedy because yeah. anything he said people were laughing yeah, yeah. Well, and he's like i, I, I can't like... even tell what's funny anymore <laughs> that, yeah. i can see that being a that, case. that's hard yeah it could be hard because they, that's yeah they're definitely making i think a commentary on, on like the audience of the reception for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. just eating up whatever comedy. put out there there's some stuff about not appreciating what you have mm-hmm mm-hmm Giving in to peer pressure. I think there's a lot just about like the bleakness of trying to make a career in comedy. The people that you step on on your way up to the top. Yep, that very much. What what are you willing to do Mm -hmm. to get to where you want to be? It's a huge sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like like she was a lawyer and he's been trying to be a comedian, but he sucks at it. Yeah, and so so he ended up like sacrificing. It's like pursuing your dreams, but eventually like. You gotta maybe mm-hmm. give up on those dreams, and there's, or had, change your dreams. He started to with better good intentions. He wanted to start, you know, putting murderers and bad people into his set, just like to weed yeah. them out of the. Well, and he was the excited world, to but... share that with her too. Like he was really excited. Like he came home from the first night, was like, "My set actually went well for once." Yeah, she was happy for him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I'm glad. And they really started to kind of enjoy the the success together. But at the same time, they still have those same kind of problems mm-hmm. that any relationship's going to have. He was just thinking about very inward things. So like, this is, you know, if a good thing happens, then it was worth doing and not really thinking of consequences. Yeah. How far are you willing to go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the way. Pretty- I guess if you just, like, he, he, he was dealing with the stress of having that power and, like, making a couple wrong moves at the beginning and not really knowing what he was doing. Yeah. 
and then mm-hmm. he got too greedy and well and there's the commentary I think he just like accepted his emotions and and played into them a little too much mm-hmm. yeah there's the commentary on the social media stuff too like it's all just for likes and for perceived yeah. popularity mm-hmm. yeah and what does that really mean in the end yeah. exactly <laughs> he, he admits that that's what he wants too yep. like i want that i want people in the streets to come up to me and and I don't even know what to say that they like what I do. Yeah, he's like, I don't even care if they really know who I am. I just yes. want them to want a picture with me. I just want their but adoration. He, but he he had to make fun of a person or someone or some well, creature. Well, he his cat, you know, yeah. got rid of Because there were some jokes he tried to do that didn't yeah. work. And I th- well, the, Tracy Morgan specifically says, like, to stop doing political humor because it's just not yeah. what people want. Well, yeah, and, 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 and I said guess it had to be some, personal. There were some jokes that he was trying to rehash from a previous time and... He, that was also a stipulation like mm-hmm. once it's once people take it it's gone forever like also meaning like they're not yeah. gonna oh, find it funny yes. again he, he does try to reuse the dog the dog or mm-hmm. the comedian and they don't work yep yeah 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 people always want to be fresh thing. material yeah people don't want to just you know hear the same old story over and over again the episode also does I, end i would stop being a comedian at that point <laughs> yeah like what are you gonna hard, do right? like it seems like an awful job. <laughs> yeah. So much work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of pushed himself too far. He pushed himself to this point. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, like, the beginning he starts off where he specifically says he doesn't want to dumb down his humor yes. for the audience. But in the end, he's not making jokes even. He's just talking about anything tangentially related and just enjoying the success that comes with it. So he, like... He, He's, like, compromising his own beliefs just for the fame, which was, like, were they really your beliefs in the first place? Also, the entire episode starts with a mural of an audience that's in the back of the room. The camera pans over to him. And it ends with that same mural, but he is in it. He's one of the faces. He has become part of the audience. Very The Shining. Yeah, the thing that, you know, he hates or what is, like, drawing I like that that a lot. I thought that was really good. Yeah, you definitely, you you eventually become the thing you hate. I forget what, like, the old Mm, adage is, but. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that face that he was making too, with like the eyebrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, just all around, like really good. I, it felt very really Twilight fun. Zone to me. I thought it was excellent. I was Twilight happy Zone. that the first it was twenty an hour. minutes was like a little bit slow, and then yes. something just happened where I was like, "Oh, I'm in." Yes. Well, I think I'm part in. of it again. Again, I thought well, I was the like, Tracy Morgan stuff happens pretty early. Mm-hmm. It does. So as soon as that happens, you're. I was like, Yeah. Well, that happened, there's like ten minutes. Yeah. Happened. Gone by. And I was like, Oh, that did. felt pretty long. It did because when it started with the actual intro where um, Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele po- popped up, I was like, How long has this been? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that time passed already. The but... writing felt weak until uh, you realize that that's part of the point like, for the audience, where like. He's telling jokes that aren't funny, and they're laughing really hard. And I was like, could they just not think of real jokes? Well, that's what I was saying. But then about... that's the point of, like, mm-hmm. the audience is laughing no matter what That's why says. it was even creepier when the yeah. girlfriend shows up, and she's like, you're making fun of all these people. And mm-hmm. then he's like, well, let me talk about our real relationship. And he starts talking about it, and, and even she's, she's laughing. Because you can't not laugh. And that's like, yeah. And I was it like, was... oh, my God, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about all the previous times, like, when the nephew was laughing, and then, mm-hmm. like, it, yeah, other comedians laughing, and you're you're like, oh my gosh, like you're required to laugh. Yeah. And, like you can't not laugh at this. And at that point too, like you're so good at something that you've tried so hard at that it becomes like effortless. Like, do you enjoy it? Yeah. At that point. Like mm-hmm. he's addicted to it at first, but then he's just like It's it not gonna last. Takes it for granted, yeah. It's like the guy in the casino who wins every time. He's like, A casino where I always win, that's boring. Who's who's <laughs> that guy? 
Isn't that a classic Twilight Zone thing where he's like, he, he gets oh, sent, there to, is one guy. sent to hell, but he thinks he's like, wow, I'm waiting at the casino. This must be heaven. Oh, yeah. You, then it turns you out. You reminded like, me of two episodes. But then he, then he like can't lose. And he's <laughs> like, well, now I'm in a casino where I never lose. That's not interesting at all. And I have to spend eternity here. And he realizes he's in hell. <laughs> this reminds me. Of an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, oh snap. That about, was a show I was too scared. <laughs> there, too there's a kid who lives in a house. He has a creepy door in the basement. There's a cat that gets loose or something gets loose in the basement. And he gets like a present. Like a bike shows up all of a sudden. And then suddenly he starts to like, communicate with like this monster behind the door. And like he like realizes like every time he gives it something, he gets rewarded. He's got like a bratty oh. sister. He's got, like, this bully that keeps, like, picking on him. Oh, no. He, he ends up, like, getting the bully, like, down into the basement. And he, like, the door opens when music is playing. That's, like, when the thing is. So he's, like, oh, he man. cranks up, like, the music heavy metal. And the whole, like, the door shoots open and the, the bully's gone. And then the monster Yikes. starts talking to his to the kid. And he's, like, I'll get you whatever you want. Just keep feeding me. It's yours, Andy. I'll give you anything you want. Just like I did for your uncle. Who are you? Anything you want. You only have to do one thing. What's that? Feed me. And then this one, the, the that's sis- like Hellraiser. And the sister upstairs is like, "You forgot to do the dishes, Brian." Oh, and the no. kid's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill my <laughs> the sister." Creepy oh, my eyes, the shifty eyes, the shifty eyes. It's so scary. But like this, do- this door is just so frightening. And it's just like Oof. the more you you give, the more you get rewarded. And it's yeah. the same kind of thing in this Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. The more damage he done, the better he got. Yep. World right. of comedy. Right, and he would have... What are you willing to sacrifice? He could have just kept going further and further. His career would have been great. His life would have been terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) I mean, talking about getting rid of all his friends. Yeah. Got rid of his whole relationship. I guess there's also more metaphors to, like... Because I know a lot of people who say that the way they make it to the top is, like, give everything they have to it, including, like, family and friends... Yep. Mm. Um, everything. There's Pumping Iron, incredible documentary. Arnold talks about how he had to miss his dad's funeral because he was in competition mode. He couldn't afford to fly out for a week to see his dad's funeral because he was like, if I do, I'll lose all this work that I've been putting towards. So he just like missed the funeral wow. in order to just like that's... stay in this muscle competition. Is that healthy? <laughs> Is that healthy? Yeah, that's part of the commentary. Yeah, that's part that's of the commentary. commentary. That's, yeah, that's part that's, of that yeah, commentary. That, this is the commentary of the episode. Yeah. yeah. How far are you willing to go? Is it worth it? That kind of thing. For Arnold, it was because you know what, dude made Predator, and that was good. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one movie. That was the one movie he did. And it was good. Everybody won that thing like five or six times in a row. Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was his first one. That He's like, oh, Dad, was. it was my sixth time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but the sacrifices you get to where you want to be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it depends on what his father thought about his uh, career <laughs> as a bodybuilder. Yeah. Would Dad have wanted this? Yeah. Which, I don't know. Did she? She wanted him to do well as a comedian. She did, so, but then like, what was the price? Brought him down a peg too when he was doing what was yeah. working. And much like a Twilight Zone episode, I feel like this episode ended like three times. It did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <that> twist, <laughs> twisting <laughs> it. <to the> <laughs>